This is just what we need, though. This is how we move on. This is how we... <laughs> you want to move on from I love, it, right? I love Henry Winkler. I'm a big fan, but it's time to move on. We don't need to get upset about this. Right. You just think he would, though, no? I am, or does I he am think, a like, little surprised. I got that market covered. They're going to buy the book. Yeah, or yeah, maybe that's I don't it. need to pitch the book there. <laughs> they literally have a statue of me. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Eric got me again. Eric is famous for saying outrageous things, but making you believe them. <laughs> you know, like it, he says it matter of fact. I don't do that on the air. I just do that to no, you. No, like, right. Well, you do sometimes on the air. Right, but, <laughs> yes. but then make sure everyone knows that yes. I'm just kidding. So after the Henry Winkler story about how the Fonz is not coming to Milwaukee to pitch his book, Eric said, Eric said Alderman Bob Bauman of downtown was outraged and demanding an apology. And, and that's not true, yet you thought that would be something that actually happens. <laughs> well, first of all, there was your delivery, because he always deadpans it, and it, it's very believable. But... Is that that outrageous to wonder? Actually, it would could not, you see Bauman doing not it? Not him. I, they're, they're over well, the, it's an outrage. <laughs> I, I made an apology from Henry Wink. We got a statue right there. That's on public land. Yeah. It's on public land. The, the river walks for everyone. <laughs> he said, I must endure this disrespect from the Fonz. Yeah. Tear the thing down. I just soon. I just soon take it out. That's a pretty good Bauman. It's not bad. It's just I. I would say 1990 Common Council would throw a fit over this. Current Common Council, I don't think, cares. Uh, well, they, they pick and choose their spots, though. Well, don't they? you're right. They're arguing over some inane thing. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, we're you're talking right. about this? You're right. <laughs> to so demand an apology. There's certainly precedent for it. Demand an apology from an actor and a comedian and an and author. Threaten to remove this. That would be the thing. Is Well, I mean, paying to maintain that. That's taxpayers. That's public land. Are you surprised he's not coming here? I, I stand by my, it's marketing 101. Look, we're all going to buy it. <laughs> right or maybe not all of us, but you know, if you're you're trying to pitch your book in places where they need to rediscover you, okay, right? need to be reminded of happy days and you and the Fonz and all that stuff. So it'd so be like, easy here anyway. You don't need to send a guy. Well, here. I was gonna say we don't need to be remind, reminded. Exactly my point, Debbie. <laughs> yeah. That's marketing one hundred and one. He didn't face, <laughs> but it'd be nice to see him again. I would not be surprised if the papers already reached out to his people, though. To get oh some kind of response to this. Put him in an Uber when he's in, when he's in Naperville or wherever. Like, you know, just send him up for a cup of coffee right? or something. Why Go not? stand by the thing, hold your book, take some pictures, and we're done with it. Actually, it'll be perfect because it'll get more attention that way. Yes. And get the Common Council off your back. <laughs> 514, Brandon's got sports next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After scoring 20 runs in the first three games of the series against the Reds, the Brewers failed to produce any offense on a Monday night, falling to Cincinnati by a final score of 2-0. The story of the game, Andrew Abbott, the Reds' top pitching prospect who allowed just one hit 
in six innings of shutout baseball in his MLB debut. You know, we did a nice job in the first inning making him work. We did a nice job in the second inning uh, making him work. The, you know, we couldn't, obviously, the two strikeouts down that inning were, were big, and then and then he was efficient after that, and, you know, we, we didn't get any hits, but we just we didn't square enough base up enough baseballs to, to get anything done. After being on the road for seven straight games, the Brewers are back tonight at American Family Field hosting the Baltimore Orioles for a three-game set. Our coverage will begin at 6.05 right here on WTMJ, Freddie Peralta is expected to get the start. The Green Bay Packers are in the midst of their off-season program and will continue organized team activities later today in Town. You can add in former Packer great Jordy Nelson as one who is excited and eager to see Jordan Love under center this season. I'm intrigued to watch him play. I'm, I'm excited for him to get his opportunity. Obviously, when I came here, it was during Brett leaving and Aaron starting, so to see someone get their opportunity and see how he develops. And when it's all, you know, programmed for him now, um, it'll be interesting to watch him and his young core kind of grow together. The Packers will wrap up OTAs later this week and look ahead to mandatory minicamp, which begins on June 13th. Lastly, over to the ice as the Milwaukee Admirals saw their magical season come to a halt on Monday night as they dropped the 4-3 loss to the Coachella Valley Firebirds in Game 6 of the Western Conference Finals. Carl Taylor, the ads head coach, knew the postseason wouldn't be easy, and regardless of the results, he's proud of the way his team fought. It's a real uh, disappointing finish, uh, but there's only three teams left playing, and now two. So, you know, we made it to the final three. What a great season. What a great effort by the guys. Hard to find the words right now, but final three is pretty amazing out of 32 teams. To the NHL, where the Vegas Golden Knights are now two wins away from the Stanley Cup as they thoroughly beat Florida by a final of 7-2 on Monday night. The Knights have outscored the Panthers by eight goals to begin the Stanley Cup Finals, the most in 25 years. Game three between the two teams shifts to Florida and is set for Thursday night. Coming up, $47 billion a year. Siding Unlimited, WTMG News Time 518. <laughs> At 521 on this Tuesday morning, $400 from TJ Maxx, $150 from Woodman's, $900 from Woodman's. Just three retail theft incidents reported recently by Menominee Falls Police. One example of the rampant retail theft, part of a national trend that cost retailers nearly $50 billion last year. ABC News correspondent Jim Ryan is live with us from Dallas this morning. Jim, all you got to do is scroll your social media feed and a lot of videos of people all over the country just walking out of stores with handfuls, in some cases, carts full of stuff they didn't pay for. Yeah, and doing so with impunity. It seems as though nobody's going to try to stop these folks, Vince. A lot of it has to do with laws, short-staff police departments, and, and laws that have been made to try to deal with that in a weird way, I suppose, that is by decriminalizing some acts of theft below a certain level. So if you've stolen $995 worth of stuff, it's below 1000 walk out because nobody's going to arrest you and you probably won't be prosecuted if you're caught. So uh, that, that has that's one of the reasons that we see this massive spike in shoplifting and retail theft of all kinds, Vince. ABC News' Jim Ryan is with us uh, from Dallas this morning. Jim, I remember speaking with someone at the National Retail Federation uh, about a year ago uh, about exactly this sort of thing. And one of the points of our conversation was no one expects a retail clerk, sometimes a teenager or a college student there, to, to step in the way of a potentially armed robber. But what beyond that is the solution if people aren't going to confront someone who's walking out of the store with a whole bunch of stuff? 
Yeah, it, it's a great point. And one of the best ways to try to prevent something like this is with security cameras, Eric. You see these being installed all over the place. And <clears throat> some retailers have taken an unusual step. They will use the video that they capture of somebody either stealing things or attempting to steal things. And I know of uh, one retailer down in the uh, Rio Grande Valley. He posts those videos online in an attempt to shame the would-be shoplifter into not doing it again, maybe even bringing the stuff back. One person called that retailer. It's a hardware store and said, yeah, you posted video of me stealing something. It's an embarrassment. Please take it down. The guy said, well, uh, no. <laughs> so, come on um, in and pay video. up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But there are other, other ways to try to, event the, uh, to prevent it. Uh, keeping the store organized and tidy. Uh, laying out the store in such a way that people have to walk past the cash register to to leave the place, making sure and this was an interesting one to me. That is using kind of reverse psychology, uh, greeting greeting customers who come in. Hey, hey, how you doing? Uh, welcome. And what can I help you find today? You need help, and making sure that you that the customers know that uh, somebody's watching them, and and uh, you know to to those customers. The employees are being cordial. They're being helpful. It also lets them know that, you know, somebody's paying attention to what's going on in the store. Jim, I love that surveillance and those picture ideas because we've talked about it here all the time because we'll see those photos posted just because the the police departments will release them or the store will release it to the media. And we always laugh because the picture is so clear and so perfect that someone knows that guy. Like clearly, Eric says it all the time. <laughs> Somebody knows that guy. Yep, that's definitely Jerry right there. Like someone <laughs> recognizes that guy. So if you put that up in the store or if you put it on TV, that person's going to get caught. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and the, the images every year get clearer. It's 2023, and digital images are are nothing like what they were 20 years ago. Not grainy black and white. These right. are crystal clear, full color. And they capture every movement of this person. So, yeah, you're right. You're watching TV and there's Vince Petrano sticking, a, you know, something <laughs> under his shirt. And, yeah, great. It's walking out with an armful of clothes. Eyes darting back and hey, forth. Jim, the other important point, though, here is, you know, maybe you figure I'm an honest person. I don't steal. And I guess what does it matter to me? These big corporate giants, who cares if people are stealing from them? They're all insured. But at the end of the day, we're all paying for it. Yeah, it rolls downhill eventually. So, yeah, the corporate giant sees what's happening and, and boosts prices just a bit. Those are passed on to the retailers, and those retailers pass them on to you and me. So, yeah, it, it, there there is cause for everybody to be concerned about this and to you know, try to, to uh, ensure that it doesn't happen anymore. ABC News correspondent Jim Ryan. Always good to talk to you, Jim. Thank you. All right. We'll Take care, Five forty-one on this Tuesday morning. Now you've been promising me Prince Harry on the stand. I don't have any audio. I don't have any Harry audio yet. No, oh. Harry. That's Prince Harry entering a building to testify in a trial where he and other celebrities accused the publisher of the Daily Mirror of phone hacking. So he was walking into the uh, high court in London this morning. That's where. He was. So that's a today, right? Yes. So he's going. Yes, there's a clown show over there. There's people everywhere calling for him <laughs> and whatnot. <laughs> the so, tabloids are very interested in the tabloids getting sued. So when he takes a stand in this phone hacking case, it'll mark another milestone. He will be the first senior royal to testify in court since 1891. That's when the Prince of Wales, the future Edward VII, testified in a case 
of a man accused of cheating at a game of baccarat or something like that. I'm not sure what that uh, that's most inappropriate. According to the New York Times. So oh, he see you in court. <laughs> Harry and his wife are plaintiffs in uh, seven different cases against the British tabloids and other media organizations for phone hacking and other violations of their privacy. Now, this is going to get awkward, though. They can ask all kinds of different things. There's there's even talking about like whether or not like what stories maybe have been planted. I mean, that could come up in some of this. Like, what did Buckingham Palace have to do with some of this? Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. What, how, did, how was Piers Morgan involved? Could learn a little bit about that. How was Piers Morgan mm-hmm. involved? So some of that could come to play as early as this morning, depending on when we first catch a glimpse of the prince. What are they alleging about Piers Morgan? What's that side of it? Uh, like whether or not he was given information or, or I don't want to say sold information, or planted information from either the Buckingham Palace or when... So somebody's whispering in his ear, yeah, yes. he passes it on down, and they're saying, look, we didn't have to hack anybody's phone for this. Somebody gave us this. Yes, So right. and that'll be that'll be part of all of it. And it they'll probably get into Harry's... Personal life a little bit pre Megan could come up, here which got a little there. wild for a stretch. Oh yes, sir. Mm, there's sometimes in Vegas he made the, the Vegas news. time right, <laughs> but that's already out. Like what else do you? Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's this great theater. So I want, I want it all. I want all the tea. I just don't know if we'll get it or not. Today, you think he's on the stand or not? He, well, he's yes. in court today, he's in court. so he's expected to testify today and could also testify tomorrow. You said the first royal since forever, right? To, since to be 1848 or something like well, that. Well, he beat Prince Andrew there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> 544 on Wisconsin's <laughs> Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Marky Brewers were back in action last night and found themselves scratching their heads and searching for answers at the plate as the Reds called up their top pitching prospect, Andrew Abbott, who completely shut down the Brew Crew, allowing no runs, one hit, and six scoreless innings as Cincinnati rolled to the 2-0 win. You know, we did a nice job in the first inning making them work. We did a nice job in the second inning uh, making them work. The, you know, we couldn't, obviously, the two strikeouts down that inning were, were big, and then and then he was efficient after that, and, you know, we, we didn't get any hits, but we just we didn't square enough base, up enough baseballs to, to get anything done. The Brewers will look too <laughs> bad. get any hits. That's <laughs> a rough you, game. One hit? That's the all we fast got was moving one. game last night. The Brewers will look to bounce back tonight at home, back at American Family Field, following their seven-game road trip. The Orioles come to town. Freddie Peralta looks to get things started tonight. First pitch is set for 640. The Milwaukee Admirals season came to a screeching halt on Monday night as they dropped the 4-3 loss to Coachella Valley Firebirds in Game 6 of the Western Conference Finals. The ads were just one of the final few teams left playing, leaving head coach Carl Taylor with nothing but appreciation following the season-ending loss. It's a real uh, disappointing finish, uh, but there's only three teams left playing, and now two. So, you know, we made it to the final three. What a great season. What a great effort by the guys. Hard to find the words right now, but final three is pretty amazing out of 32 teams. In the NHL, the Vegas Golden Knights are now just two wins away from the Stanley Cup as they thoroughly beat Florida by a final of 7-2. The Knights have been outstanding so far, outscoring the Panthers by eight goals to begin the Stanley Cup Finals, the most in 25 seasons. Game three between the two teams now shifts to Florida and is set for Thursday night. Lastly, things in Green Bay will look a bit different this season. 12 out, 10 in, add in former Packer great Jordy Nelson as one who is intrigued to see what happens in not only New York, 
but also in Green Bay. So it'll be interesting to see how the adjustment in New York is for him. Obviously, after going out to Oakland, it, it, you know, new environment and everything, it, there's a lot to adjust to. And then I'm excited to see what the young Packers do now. It's interesting to see a whole new young group in there. The Packers will be back to work today with organized team activities in Titletown and will conclude on Thursday afternoon. Siding and Limited, WTMG News Time 547. Local nonprofit close to accomplishing its goal of distributing one million diapers in Milwaukee. It started in a garage in 2020, now getting support from the biggest star in the state. We'll be turning three on September 21st of this year, and our goal is to distribute our millionth diaper before that date. 93,536. That number is written on multiple whiteboards in the offices at Milwaukee Diaper Mission. It's a reminder of how close they are to reaching that million diapers distributed goal. That goal was set by founder and executive director Megan Johnson at the start of Milwaukee Diaper Mission back in her garage in 2020. In the beginning of 2020, I was a stay-at-home parent. I was volunteering my time to run a new parent circle and teach cloth diaper classes in the community. I was uh, really passionate and still am about cloth diapering. I used cloth diapers on both of my kids. And I was doing research on diapering for my class, and I learned that one in three families in the United States struggle to afford diapers. And that statistic really broke my heart as a mom of two kids in diapers at the time, thinking about families that were having to choose between food and diapers on a weekly basis was really, really devastating to me. And, and I wanted to figure out a way that I could give back and volunteer to support you know, those families. So I tried to look up the Milwaukee Diaper Bank on Google, and there was no search return. And I, I saw that most major cities in the United States have a diaper bank or a basic needs bank, and Milwaukee had nothing. So what, you know, initially my plan was to just volunteer my time, you know, once a week or once a month turned into this vital resource does not exist for our community. And I just felt really passionately about bringing it to life, so I did. Milwaukee Diaper Mission partners directly with local organizations throughout the city. Those organizations then pick up the diapers and distribute them right into the community. But this isn't just a one-size-fits-all organization. Megan Johnson and her team make sure that recipients have choice. We offer a cloth option to families. We believe strongly in dignity of choice and that families should have every option presented to them so they can choose what products they use on their baby or on their body. So we offer cloth diapers and we also offer reusable period supplies like menstrual cups, cloth pads, and period underwear. So the goal remains of 1 million diapers distributed. However, the Milwaukee Diaper Mission grew quickly and they now provide more than just diapers. When we launched as an organization, we called ourselves Milwaukee Diaper Mission because we were going to be a diaper bank. And then I quickly realized that Milwaukee didn't have a resource for access to period supplies. So we added on a period program pretty much right away and we've distributed over 300,000 period products to date. Since 2020, Milwaukee Diaper Mission has grown from that garage to an office space and now they're in a 5,000 square square foot warehouse. And although they're still considered a small nonprofit, they're getting help and assistance from one of the biggest stars in the state, if not the country. Take a listen. How much does it cost if I uh, say something, a comment about the ref? Is it 20,000? It's a lot of money. Eh? So I should not do it. 
I saved my money. I got to pay for diapers. That's the voice of soon-to-be father of three, NBA Finals MVP, NBA MVP, and superstar in the state of Wisconsin, Giannis Atetokounmpo. Back in 2021, Mariah and Giannis had just had their second child, and they were looking for a way to give back to Milwaukee that would support families with young children. So they learned about our organization and reached out and wanted to get involved. We together hosted a diaper drive at the end of 2021, and then that has become an annual event. It's called the Big Give Back, and every year we'll be collecting diapers and raising money and awareness about the work that we do. The Antetokounmpo's have been very generous with their time and their involvement. Mariah is a board member of Milwaukee Diaper Mission and remains very committed to working with us long term. And they're just such a sweet and generous and loving family that really cares deeply about our city. And we're very fortunate as a small nonprofit that we have their support and that they're able to shine a light on the work we do. And as an organization still working toward getting a forklift in their warehouse, when the seven footer comes to volunteer, they make sure to put the big fella to work. Every time he's here, we have a little game where we stack boxes as high as we possibly can and see if he can reach the top box. And he always can. Sometimes he has to jump. Um, but yeah, it's really fun when they when they come to the facility and volunteer with us and, and meet our distribution partners and our other volunteers and people that we work with on a daily basis that get the opportunity to, to hang out with the Antetokounmpo family. Um, and yeah, it's always, it's always a great time when they visit. Get involved at MilwaukeeDiaperMission.org. Anyone who makes a monetary donation, we can turn those dollars into diapers. Uh, we have access to wholesale and bulk buying options. So what someone would spend at a big box store like Walmart or Target, we can get those diapers for about half the price. Tony Cartagena, WTMJ News. I mean, who needs that forklift if you got Giannis? Right? Just put him to work. It's economical. 556 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Business headlines are up next. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Sean Ryan. UPAF's Ride for the Arts along Milwaukee's lakefront last weekend brought in $420,000 in donations. The Performing Arts Fund set a goal of raising a half million dollars by the end of this month. A contaminated vacant property on King Drive in Milwaukee could be redeveloped with apartments and a second location for the Sherman Park Grocery Store. That $18 million project was endorsed by a city board Monday. A $12 million upgrade to State Fair Park's Cream Puff Pavilion is closer to reality after the legislature's finance committee okayed half of its budget last week. This is Sean Ryan with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio WTMJ.